Hey, this is Conveyor on Learning and Development. I'm Jason Kelsky, your host. Today's episode is a conversation I had with Stephen Ryan where he walked me through the Training Outcome Designer. Stephen developed this in order to assist businesses as they attempt to train their people. So this includes trainers, L&D leaders, managers, and directors, and more. To get a free download of the Training Outcome Designer, text hashtag outcomes to 512-379-5599 or click in the link in the description of this episode. So let's just jump over into the conversation now. Hey, Stephen, how are you doing? Well, man, how are you? Oh, I'm doing awesome. Uh, and I'm, I'm looking forward to this discussion. I know we're going to walk through this uh, training outcome designer. And so there's some questions. I know you wanted to talk about it. So um, talk to us, talk to me about what the, what the training outcome designer is and, and just fill me in. What, what's, what is it? Yeah. So it's, it's a tool, a process that you can use to turn your desired business outcomes into a training plan. So it's here to help get your learners results and in turn get the business results so that they can have the outcome uh, you're looking for. Awesome. So what, uh, I mean, what really what led to the development of this? Why, like why now, why this and, and, and who, really who needs this? Yeah. So what led to this development? Um, I'm going to be a little honest here. There are some things that pretty, that frustrated me a lot about, some L&D departments. And I think that a lot of L&D departments address just kind of the tip of the iceberg. And they focus a lot on kind of this, this window dressing and the ponderous polish of the, of the, t- the, the top of the training. Okay. So the initial training experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't fault them for that simply because that's really kind of the technology that is given to them. So, uh, most train, training technologies out there are really heavily focused or front loaded on either, you know, creating, and we've talked a lot about it, right? Creating mm-hmm. engaging experiences, uh, creating uh, really robust e-learning courses, um, virtual training. Most of it is really focused on that front end experience. Uh, and I, have a big background in, you know, marketing automation and how it correlates to to training. So over the years, I've seen how it's correlated to training. So why are you bringing up marketing automation? Well, for like the last, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years, marketing automation software has really led the charge in uh, keeping things a going concern. If you think about um, how they've evolved, these tools have evolved. If you don't know much about them, I mean, they can do things like um, uh, and get your information initially and then automate the release of, of emails and then based off of a web page that you visit, change your, your flow in terms of how they follow up with you and then mm-hmm. score you based off of how much, uh, how much engagement you've had uh, with them, what pages you've downloaded or, you know, eBooks you've downloaded. And so it's, an, it's a conversation and it's, it's personalized, it's timely. Um, some people do it poorly, but some, it can be really used uh, well to keep things a going concern and drive towards a behavior. And that behavior would be either purchasing a product, signing up for a trial, you know, referring somebody. Those are all behaviors that, that, uh, that the salesperson, you know, the marketing team wants. And I think that 
during this time, like with, with everyone working remote, we have an mm -hmm. even faster forgetting curve. It's ha even harder to keep things a going concern. You hop on a webinar with your, with your, your corporate team. Um, somebody does some training, maybe it's a subject matter expert, but then you don't get that extra level of conversation like in the office around that topic or you, you, it's really, it's harder to have a meeting around it or um, people, it, it's just harder to keep things a going concern. And, mm -hmm. Businesses right now are needing a way to account for every dollar. Okay, uh, so I'm seeing a, a definite need or shrinkage in terms of okay, let's do training just because it's the great. Let's do a training experience um, just because it's nice to have, or uh, it would really help um, up level you know our our talent pool. Okay, it's like no, how is this training going to drive an outcome? for our business right now? How is it gonna increase referrals? How is it gonna, um, you know, get us, uh, you know, get us more deals closed? How is it going to reduce this, like, support metric that, that, we, that we look at each week in terms of um, time to close support tickets or phone calls or resolve things for customers? So we have two very different groups of people that come to us that are looking at Conveyor as an option for their business. We have the uh, the instructional designers, the, the people that are actually creating training experiences, and they really look at Conveyor and they, they ask questions around its capabilities around building the, like, what are they going to build? You know, how, how can they build out the, the training? And they're really mm -hmm. focused on, honestly, like on their, on their work life, you know, uh, you know, what, how they're going to use the product, right? Yeah. Is it going to make yeah. their job easier? Are they going to be able to produce engaging training? And that's all really, really great. That's important. And mm -hmm. uh, that's a really important aspect because if people, if people don't like the tools, you know, you can't, you can't build, build for outcomes. Okay. But yeah. a much bigger, uh, a, a group that comes to us a lot are VPs, um, directors of uh, directors of sales, uh, directors of um, different departments that aren't even actually training and development departments or learning and development departments. Uh, and okay. they're asking, could this tool be used to drive and to drive culture? Okay. To get an outcome. Uh, and mm -hmm. they're, they see us, they see it as a system to keep a, a, a going concern uh, for a long period of time. They, they want to run a campaign with their own people to drive for new skills, new understanding, new behavior. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so you can see how that correlates with marketing automation and training in that, uh, you know, the people you're marketing to are your own people and you're trying to drive for that new behavior. Uh, and so the, there's actually some, some friction here though, right? So we get these people mm -hmm. that come to us and say, actually, um, you know, leadership is saying we need to get this outcome this looks like a product that could do this. And frankly, what happens sometimes is how we approach this stuff with regards to outcome uh, doesn't always line up with what, uh, you know, instructional designers and trainers want to see, or, you know, the actual people making the training. Um, mm -hmm. They're looking for a, a lot of, you know, bells and whistles. And we have, you know, 18 different content formats and engagement formats that you can use in our offering tool. Um, but it's just, that's why I built this outcome designer because I wanted to really help both groups, the ones that are really focused on driving outcomes and the ones that are really focused on developing training that their people love work together and get on the same page around these outcomes. Cause nowadays like with, with people getting layoffs and with 
with uh, the current business climate, outcomes matter a lot. And when you, uh, if you want to get um, more, if you want to have a bigger impact and get your projects signed off for, talk in terms of outcomes to your leadership. And I guarantee yeah. you that they'll listen. Okay. If you can yeah. learn, I, people talk about, um, like in our space, they say, whoever owns, whoever knows the customer best wins. Okay. Yeah. In, in, I would advise people in L and D, whoever owns the business problems or knows the business problems best wins. Yeah. Because if you know the business problems best, then you can design, you know, reverse engineer those problems to get, understand the outcomes that, that the leadership's looking for and then develop the training based off of those outcomes that they desire. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and you know, frankly, I just, a little worried sometimes when I see L&D departments really focusing on the outcomes being one, did they complete the training? Two, did they like it? Did I get emails saying, Hey, this was great. You know, three, they filled out a survey that says, I feel like I'm more confident or I feel like this helped me. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I know that's, that is a reality for a lot of people because they haven't been brought into the outcome discussion. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, but it, it's, it's really addressing just the tip of the iceberg, okay? And if you think about shallow learning, we call it shallow learning. Shallow learning is the enemy here. Um, I'm not saying the trainers are shallow. I'm just saying that the concept of, of, of shallow learning is something we want to uh, get away from. If you think about how you, you know, train children, um, when was the last time you sat down and did a great presentation for your, for your, your children? And then, then that was all you needed to do to get them mm. to um, kind of do it the new way was a really yeah. good presentation. Never. If we just re if we got a PowerPoint yeah. and sang a song and yeah. you know, did all that, I mean, that's kind of the correlate, the corollary, right? Mm. Lots of front loaded experience, great presentation, maybe a song um, and then and maybe some humor. And then we expect our children to change. Like that's what we're, that's what I see happening a lot. Uh, and mm -hmm. instead it's like, why don't we focus on, um, a little bit more, a little less on the front end and spend more budget on keep, you know, checking in with them and going through what we're going to talk about here in the outcome designer. Does that make sense? Yeah. That, yeah. It clicks for me. It makes a lot of sense is making sure we're not just shallowly saying, do this and, and then walking away and assuming it's going to get done. Right. Yeah. Well, and to, to, to put up one more point there, I mean, when I say shallow learning, I'm not talking about, uh, you know, like, well, our experiences are, you know, the breadth of the training is very wide and the, um, the, we, it's an intense training experience, you know, like, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's really, it really trains them on the concepts and, and, and what they need to know. Great. But I don't, what we're going to talk about here in the outcome designer is that we, it's, it's, it's not just about knowing right? It's much mm -hmm. more than that. It's about, um, you know, driving for, um, for, uh, skill development and as well as, uh, behave, you know, tracking behavior and making sure that, that your training is getting better. Like you have a way to close, close the loop. Um, and so you yeah. can iterate on it. So let's go through it now. Uh, it's in PDF format here. And so it starts, the training outcome designer starts with, uh, defining, I would start with just one to begin with, but defining a concrete outcome 
that you want to have for your overall training experience. So by concrete, I mean, you know, key performance, key performance indicator, uh, something that is falsifiable. Okay. So here's an example, decrease appointment cancellations by 30% by end of Q4. It's got an actual time frame on it. And you could at the end of Q4 know whether or not you did that or not. There is no deciphering, you know, whether or not that was done. You could just run mm -hmm. the numbers and figure out what's happened. Now, um, this is, I understand that in, in some cases, depending on your role or depending on your department, that this is actually uh, a big errand, right? Uh, it's very difficult to do simply because you don't own that outcome. Um, you mm -hmm. make up a smaller part of that. Um, but I suggest if you can become a stakeholder or become part of the group that owns a number like this, um, or if you're given a task, if you're given like a, a requirement, go ask them, okay, well, what is this part of? Like, you know, go to the people and ask them what part of it, what number are you actually trying to drive for? Um, when do you need that number by? You know, how could, we, how could we know whether or not we're actually driving the result for you? You will become, um, there... I guarantee you that this, this would be something that, that, that it's a breath of fresh air because honestly, like I've seen where directors, um, people that are drive that own outcomes, um, don't always immediately see the value of training. Okay. Because they can't really, they don't always see you on the same page with them around owning the outcome. Mm -hmm. All right. And so that's what I'm talking about. Becoming, becoming linked to that outcome with those groups. Maybe you do own the number and that's great. Maybe we're talking to somebody that, that has full responsibility of that. And then they're going to go, they're filling this out. Okay. And then they're going to go talk to the training and development team or their instructional designer to build out a course. Okay. To yeah. build out a training yeah. experience. Awesome. So it really does matter. We got this Alice in Wonderland. Um, she goes up to the cat and says, which way should I go? The cat says, um, well, which way, you know, which way do you want it? You know, where are you trying to go to? And she's like, well, I don't know. And he says, well, it doesn't really matter which way you go then. Uh, and so that's, it's really just nailing this down at first. And I think it'll dry. It's your compass for how you're going to set up all of this moving forward. It's the, the most important part. So we're starting with the end in mind. So next up is what must be true to obtain your desired outcomes. So this could really be extended to what must be true for your learners to obtain your desired outcomes through your learners. Okay. So it's all about what, who your learners have to become. All right. Mm -hmm. And thinking about the truth. So you fast forward, what are the, what are the characteristics of the, of our learner now? What's the you know new version of them? And mm -hmm. I'm probably going to use a basketball uh, example for this. Uh, it's just an easy one. I think we all can, um, uh, uh, we can all relate. Okay. So what facts do my learners have to remember to be able to execute? So if I'm learning a three point, sh you know, shot, I have to learn the facts of maybe things like the distance, how much more effort I need to put in 20% more, more effort when I shoot. Um, the fact that I'm going to need to put a, you know, 15% more angle on the shot, right? These are kind of facts that are anchors that I can use when I'm under, when I'm looking at why is this shot wrong? Like if I was watching video, like, well, the angles were mm -hmm. really bad. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they become anchors. So what facts I'm going to go through them all and then we'll go through talk a little bit more about them. So what facts do I need my learners have to remember to be able to execute? What concepts do my learners need to understand at a deep level? Where do my learners need to be able to pick up nuance or read between the lines? Uh, what skills do my learners have to be able to exhibit? How do I verify they are proficient in these skills? 
What effort stats do my learners need to have and record to reach the desired outcome? Okay, and then how will they rate our training and give us feedback for improvement? So again, I talked mm -hmm. about the facts. Um, start with facts, that's really important. And then the concepts are things that you can't, that are not just straight up facts. You have to be able to read between the line. You have to be able to look, um, have to be able to look at a scenario and call out why it's, it's correct or wrong, right? Uh, yeah. it, um, it's really more about, um, do I really, can I really bury this into my everyday work, right? This is what my chess, I think I've talked about chess before, but one thing that my, the, the chess coach always said when I was in elementary school, when we were in ch like chess club, I was geeky, uh, was, uh, you know, hey, I'm teaching you like con like concepts that I want you to bury into your game, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, and then you can use these, like you can do pinning or forking and bury it into the game you're playing, okay? Yeah. So that's the that's how can they bury it? Now, can in basketball the concepts are uh, again? Can you watch a video of somebody shooting a three pointer and call out what's what they're doing wrong, right? Uh, and mm -hmm. then the skill. This is where we really go beyond what you usually see in, in, in typical courses. Some, most of courses will cover these two, these first two, the tip of the iceberg. Where we really mm -hmm. talk about skills is where you give them the opportunity to practice their skills and exhibit those skills uh, over time, not maybe even just the first time, but maybe you check in with them in a week and, and look at, at their progress. And when we give people the opportunity to do something hard, and it's, it's hard. Like people don't like being on video, you know, on video and practicing. We have a video coaching tool so people can upload video on Conveyor and then mm -hmm. the coach can actually rate those, those people based on core competencies, leave them a, a little note and they automatically get an email with their, their, their rating. But when you give people the opportunity to do this, sometimes it is difficult. It creates some friction, but when they get a, a, a good review that is factually a good review, um, that in, you can't replace that level of confidence, right? Nothing oh, replaces yeah. confidence with actual heart, you know, like actually doing the hard thing and then accomplishing it. Okay. We do courage first. We commit, then we have courage. Then we get confidence, not the other way around. We don't get confidence, then have courage, right? Yeah. Um, so next one here is what effort stats do my learners need to have? So this is where I rarely see this with, with training, which is creating some kind of like Fitbit tracker, uh, like a, a tracker where you're asking people to record how many times did you use the new approach? How many three-point shots did you attempt this week? You know, what, what was your percentage in, like, in terms of winning? Are you getting better? Mm -hmm. And this is what we call effort stats because of the, 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 the stats that don't fall into a CRM or into you know, some you know, outcome machine or like the outcome record record, it's yeah. the input record. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And just the very fact of recording them, very fact of asking for them puts it on top of mind, knowing that other people are reporting this and I'm going to be accountable to this number. <gasps> Accountability, right? It's scary, yeah. scary word, but it's really important if you're driving towards an outcome, you're asking them to go do away with the to know and not to do is not to know at all thing and actually apply what they know, the skill they have, they just need to do more reps, okay? And then yeah. lastly, we have uh, how we get better, okay? So how are they gonna rate our training and give us feedback so that we can make it better? It's really important that we, we close that loop. So um, where, do they, where do they feel like we did not perform, 
so that we can make mm -hmm. it better. So that's why uh, those are our five focuses in terms of the truths that we want to take. Um, you know, take our outcome and design what has to be true. What's the what's the prototype for this person to get the outcome? Yeah. Who do my people have to be to, in this case of cancellations, um, receive hardly any cancellations on on their calendar ever? Okay. Um, yeah. Who do they have to be to to shoot fifty percent from the three point? from the three point line without being yeah. guarded, you know, or 70% mm -hmm. without being guarded. Um, all right. So the next one is take those truths, um, and put them, and this is a little, little sample that you can a place here. You can start filling that out for yourself. Um, put them on a timeline. Okay. So it is daunting to think about everything that somebody has to be or who, who what skills they have to obtain. Um, what you're going to do though, is you're going to try to break that down and make it simpler. So you're going to take those. We're not thinking yet about the actual training experience, like how you're going to actually build it out. That's where pe people want to jump straight to that. Mm -hmm. um, if you have an ideas or, you know, put them down there in the footnotes. Okay. But yeah. here, what we're doing is we're taking the, the truce, the learner truce, and we're, we're putting them on a timeline. This is going to inform how we are going to lay out our training in the, in the next step. So, they need to be able to remember important facts in the first day. They need to be able to show competency in concept A. Okay, so they start writing them down. Um, week, like the, after one week, they need to be able to separate concept A from B. They need to be able to exhibit that. Uh, and then you just go through, I'm not going to go through all these, but you go through and you start laying out, you're stacking your, 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 those five focuses and you're stacking them um, onto like a timeline. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know why, but the vision I always have is like, um, you know, you're Super Mario, you know, and like Super Mario 3, you had the little map and you would go like this and you'd go through this. Um, <laughs> yeah. And you'd yeah, pick yeah. up little things and stuff along the way. This is the yeah. journey, you know, for, this is the, the learner's journey. Um, not, not yet talking about what, you know, what's in the levels. Okay. Mm -hmm. the level map. Yeah. All right. So then lastly, what we're going to do here is this is where I really feel like um, uh, this is really going to help you clarify like how you actually take action of creating the training experience. So we want to convert learner milestones into learner engagements. So what we're going to do is we're going to take those and we're going to use our playbooks. All right. So we try to have some fun here. Um, we've created some plays for you. And what a play is, is actually a mixture of different convey your engagements that you can uh, that are put in a certain order to get the certain effect. So for our five focuses, we're trying to, you know, show you some examples where you could, you could take this strategy, you know, this playbook and play it, um, you know, for a different milestone. So mm -hmm. given a milestone, we'll talk about how you combine them milestones, but the first playbook is the total recall. This is where you'll commonly throw a learner out in the deep end, ask them to remember a fact. You're not going to preface it. You're not going to put it on the nose and let them just pick all of you above or, you know, something like that. Yeah. You're going to make them work <laughs> hard to, you know, pull out the fact. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And by doing that, you're actually ingraining it into their mind. That's some effort involved to do their lift. Okay. And mm -hmm. that work is what creates long-term memory. So pulling things out of, out of our memory ingrains it deeper. Um, it has to be effortful. All right. Yeah. So then right after they answer the question, we usually use a challenge question or assessment or a missing word, something that's kind of like yes or no, you know, like there's a finite answer to it. Then they'll, you can follow up with like a short video, 
like to backfill mm -hmm. the correct answer just to reaffirm and add some more fidelity to the answer. Okay. Yeah. This is a yeah. really common thing. Um, one of our uh, best customers, uh, Stephen Shapiro does a 30 day innovation challenge. He, he does a, a speak a speaking event on innovation and then each day for 30 days, folks get a really quick question concept that they have to answer uh, a little fact. And then he backfills with a really short, you know, minute video. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And he gets uh, incredible engagement and completion, although we're not trying to laud the completion here. Um, okay. So play two here, nuance test. This is about uh, how, testing whether your people understand a concept. So you'll actually start with a media, usually like a audio or video or image or text that depicts something wrong um, or, or something correct. In, in, in an exhibit or something. Uh, and then you're actually asking them to um, read between the lines. So you'll use like a challenge question or assessment or an open-ended, um, even maybe a video that talks about like what's wrong with the concept. And what you're trying to do here is um, get them to show you um, that, that not without having a specific fact, they can again, re read between the lines and understand, okay? Then the next one is, is ver verify skills. So this is where you'll, you'll actually send them an engagement where you're going to um, maybe show them an example, like not just talk in abstract, but you're going to show them an example of work. You're going to show them what uh, firming up an appointment, we, we talked about in the earlier, firming up what an appointment looks like. Um, and you're going to do a script where somebody's on a phone and you're like, and this could be really easy. I think people overthink this. This could literally be you on a uh, Zoom call with somebody else where you just do a little quick um, example of how you would do this mm -hmm. and uh, maybe answer some objections, firm up a meeting, and then you're going to ask them, you're going to tee it up and you're going to ask them to upload themselves um, doing this, this work. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then you're going to review them for whatever you want to review them based off of. So that's like mm -hmm. a skill verification. And you don't do this just once. You might do this where you'll do one. And then later on, like a few weeks later, you'll do another one. Well, you test, you test them again. Um, with maybe a little variation to it. All right. I, I think it is important to set them up to win and, and talk a lot about what you're looking for in a great pitch. Um, not Don't keep it nebulous. Like it is important for the, to give them a clear goal in terms of what you're looking for in, uh, in the video. Okay. Everybody likes mm -hmm. to know what they're shooting for here. Okay. Next one, record stats. I <laughs> need input. You did all of the, 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 uh, the meme images. I love them. Uh, they're great. Um, okay. So record stats again, this is where you set up an engagement you reach out and you can ask for any absolute number, like how many glasses of water you drink today, how many basketball shots or three point shots you attempt, um, or a scale from one to 10, like relevant, like, a uh, a, a relative number, you know, like on a scale from one to 10, how well do you feel like you're progressing in the, in this task? Uh, mm -hmm. And you can actually, in our system, uh, track this across time, across divisions of, you know, to the company, um, compare them, um, and, and use this to get a sense of, of and show your stakeholders where you're going um, with this, this new skill, okay? This is yep. the precursor to actually getting that outcome at the end of the, the quarter, okay? Mm -hmm. You can start to see, well, if you have no inputs and you're three weeks <laughs> to the quarter, end of the quarter, I think that you will know your answer. Uh, and so it's, it's a great thermostat for you and for them. Okay. Lastly yeah. is, um, you know, you need to learn too. Um, I'm not going to try to do Yoda voice here. Uh, 
do it. <laughs> much, much to learn. We all still have. I wish <laughs> I could do that. It actually had some labor, like you labored it a little bit. That was good. Yeah. Um, so the, the idea here is you, you just want to create, uh, create, uh, engagements to get results for you to, to understand how you can do better. That might be quantitative, like a poll um, or an assessment that's for you, or it could be open-ended um, where you're just having them um, uh, fill out, you know, like a, a qualitative answer, like some feedback on, on how it could be improved or what they're missing. Again, all the formats, if you notice, I kind of repeat some, they could be, I mean, even a stats tracker could be used for, uh, you know, a feedback. Okay. The, the point is, yeah. is it's not, have you noticed, I'm not really stressing the actual engagement formats. I'm stressing the, the purpose of them and the way you set them up to get the effect that you're looking for to focus on that, that focus. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so once you have these built out, once you have a concept of these different plays, the last thing to do is to take that. And this is where you really start to do the what, like, you know, the what and the how around your training. You're going to take your milestones. You're going to bring them down to this section, and then you're going to try to pick a play based off of the fact I need them to know the first week or the concept I need them to know, and you're going to use one of our plays. And this is where you start to actually put in your own you know, trade craft in terms of your content and apply it with, uh, with one of the plays. And mm -hmm. so this gives you a roadmap. At the end, you will have um, what you need to build when it needs to release, uh, and you know, all of it. And then you just need to go build it. Right. And we kind of have you covered on the whole, how to build that, uh, in Conveyor. Hey, thanks for listening to Conveyor on learning and development. Again, to receive a free copy of the training outcome designer, text hashtag outcomes to 512-379-5599 or click on the link in the description of this episode. Once again, I'm Jason Kelsky with Conveyor on Learning and Development. And until next time, happy training.